All righty. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's Chris Rivera coming at you for episode number 36 of Hashtag BKOT. Very excited to have a guest today, uh, Janelle, and she's the Chief Marketing Officer of Tax Exact for Accountants. And we're going to be talking about moving your firm into a post-2020 world. And so really excited uh, for our audience today to have Janelle on because she's got a lot of statistics. She's got a lot of ideas and she's ready to rock and roll. So Janelle, please introduce yourself and, and tell us about what you do for TaxExact. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Chris. I was so excited. I love to have these conversations and um, you know exchange ideas and insights. So really excited about the topic of this morning's conversation, something I'm very passionate about. But as you mentioned, I am the Chief Marketing Officer for TaxExact. And um, what we do, it's a, it's a tool for accountants, for CPAs, tax accountants specifically, um, to verify, independently verify 1040 returns. So it's specific for 1040, uh, but it's, we've been told it's also the best training tool out there. So it definitely helps firms turn preparers into reviewers. Um, and then it definitely accelerates the amount of time it takes to review a return, which is a big time suck in a lot of firms. So um, that's what we do at TaxExact. And oh, the yeah. funny little background story is, yeah. um, I actually met the founder of TaxExact two years ago now, when I was working for uh, one of the big, large tax software firms, selling tax software, selling outsourcing, and all of those things, right, to tax firms. And um, I kept hearing some things over and over again, um, a, a recurring theme across all the firms that I was working with. And just by happen chance, we're in a um, conference together in Chicago, and we sat down together at lunch, didn't know each other, just landed right next to each other. And that's where I found out about TaxExact. He designed like eight years ago. And he starts telling me about it. And it immediately piqued my curiosity because it was an answer to the issue that all the firms I was working with had. So um, that in conjunction with outsourcing, I think is a really great solution, which we'll get into more. But uh, that's a yeah. little bit more about me. Cool. Now, that's an awesome story because that's what I missed, too, um, about uh, is the conferences, because I have um, yeah. met some amazing people which have become amazing clients of integrities uh, through these conferences right and unfortunately last year with the pandemic they're on hold this year they're starting to trickle back but it, with with anything that um that goes on in our world today i mean uh there's opportunity that exists here and so the the accounting community has been slow to move over to that remote virtual environment and it's accelerated like you said a lot of key factors here and so please um, share with us some some ideas uh, mm -hmm. uh, that you want to talk about today in regards to that and, and transitioning from compliance yeah so it's really been interesting Chris I've been working with accounting firms for a number of years and uh, you know there's always been this buzz out there of the transition from compliance to advisory what does that really mean when is it going to happen? And then all of a sudden, boom, last year, we get hit with this unbelievable worldwide pandemic, just completely pulls the rug out from underneath everybody in the entire world. Nothing like it. Even my 95-year-old grandfather said, I never thought I'd see the day, right? So it rocked everybody's world. And especially when we think about how that's impacted accounting firms. So think about this. Have you ever heard of Zoom Towns? Do you know what that is? Zoom Towns. Mm. Or Zoom, Okay. So here's what a Zoom town is. There's been a lot written on Zoom towns. And I think that there are, I think that there are primarily, there's a lot of factors that are affecting um, that acceleration from 
a, uh, compliance to advisory and accounting firms, but I think that there are three pretty big ones. And one of them is this, this new concept of Zoom towns. And what that is, is um, there's a really good article out there on HP's blog. I think it's called The Garage or something like that. But um, Zoom towns are these little bitty towns. It could be like, you know, Lake in Illinois, and little tiny little farm towns out in the country that no one wanted to live in before because in order to have the good jobs, right? You had to commute, you had to live in the big city. Yeah. Well, guess what? Now that everybody got sent home or not now, but a year ago when everyone got sent home, all of a sudden you could work from anywhere. So it's been really amazing that there's been this boom with all these little small rural towns where people are kind of trading in that commute for lifestyle and going, I want to live there. So it's kind of been this, this new up and coming trend called Zoom Town. So yeah. now you've got people that, um, well, and actually, I think that there was even a survey out done by uh, PwC said that 55% of all workers would like to continue to work remotely three plus days a week, which yeah. definitely it gets better than that. But that that really says something for these Zoom towns, right? People want to live there. They don't want to have to commute or pay the price to live in big cities anymore. Right, um, right. And, you know, another thing, so this one's really mind-blowing. So I heard the statistic on another um, podcast not too long ago, and immediately I was so mind-blown, I went home and I started researching it. So get this, and this is another big factor that I think is going to impact. Um, in addition to the remote work migration, I think the whole labor shift is going to impact accounting firms. So there was a CNBC poll that showed that one in four workers, now that's 25% of workers, are going to consider quitting their job post-pandemic. Yeah. I mean, let, just let that sink in for a minute, right? That is, that's mind-numbing, right? 25%. Okay, so let's just say I own an accounting firm. I'm already having trouble finding people that want to work, you know, and, and come to me and find the people that I want in public accounting. Now I'm just being told I'm probably going to have a 25% turnover. That's just mind-numbing to me. So I think that in addition to the pressure of this remote work migration, now you've got people who, because they were at home during the pandemic, a huge percentage of them kind of re really did a lot of soul searching to determine what is my skill set? What do I want it to be? Can I learn something new? And so now I think we're going to see a shift in the entire labor market, right? So, so think about that in terms of an accounting firm, because you've also got the AICPA members who what, 75% of them are approaching retirement age-ish by 2023, something like that. So if you've got this huge generation of public accountants that are getting ready to exit, and you've got this change in the whole labor force coming, and then, you know, the icing on the top, right? The third big factor here, I think that's accelerating is just this massive increase in workload. We had the PPP, Right. So now tax season isn't just tax season anymore. Now we've got this changing legislation and the PPP. And now you've got these small businesses that that just need you to survive, let alone thrive. So, you know, it's in, in everything that I've seen and what you know, what I've read and experienced. I really think that these are some key factors that are massively accelerating the transition um, and the need to figure out how to spend as little time as you can on compliance and really focus your world on building your advisory services and be the first one to do it because it's competitive. Zoom towns, I love it. So while you were telling us about this, I looked it up and yeah, it, it, and, and this uh, resonates with me because just yesterday uh, I had a call with a client and uh, one of their, um, a young lady that was really sharp, really smart, uh, decided to move 
And the firm was in shock. And this was during the season. And she's like, I love working here, but I'm just not living here anymore. So she moved and they set up a remote server just for her to try this out. Yeah. And it worked out beautifully. Mm -hmm. And she's very happy. She's wanting to continue to work year round. And I had had a call with this guy um, and back in October, and they were still kind of hesitant about moving over to that uh, remote environment. Well, because of her, they did, and they were able to retain her. And then in speaking with the client, they were seeing about having staff of ours report to her. And I was like, mm -hmm. that is an amazing idea. So this just opens up opportunities everywhere. Um, yeah, spot on. And not having to do that compliance work. So the um, so tell us a little bit about the the product that that you guys have because I remember when we initially spoke, I was very intrigued with this because it does kind of help um, take off that compliance and and help the the, the onshore team kind of move into advisory. So. Yeah, yeah. Can you review that yeah. with us and 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 uh, um... yeah, for sure. So yeah, so our whole you know our our whole goal here is to try and help firms offload as much of the compliance work from a tax perspective as they possibly can. Now we're very ten forty focused right now. Um, we're newer I'm... and we're specific to ten forties. But you know, even going back to my days prior to Tax Exact, um, you know, I, I was really focused on trying to help firms just move all of that off your plate, right? It's, it's our opinion at Tax Exact, um, you know, the CPAs that we have on staff, as well as myself and the founder, um, that we really need to turn preparers into reviewers and turn, you know, doers into reviewers, if you will. And we like to, you know, just say, you know, don't do it, review it, right? And, and so what does that look like for a firm, right? So if I'm a firm, that sounds so much easier said than done, because I might have 10 preparers in my firm, and maybe you know, they're all smart people who have degrees. Maybe they're getting ready to sit for their CPAs. Maybe they have their EA, maybe they don't. But if they're used to preparing returns, how do I turn them into reviewers overnight? And that's yeah. what you want because you want people who are focused on the story inside the tax return, not the ones just putting, you know, the numbers in the boxes. You really want them to understand that tax code. So what our product does is it trains them naturally to understand the tax code because while they're taking only the data that matters, out of the client source documents or the work papers, whatever you like to call them, and putting that into the tax exact tool, it's independently calculating the results of the return so that you can compare that to whatever your tax software is. It doesn't matter what the tax software is, it works with all of them. But what it does is in the way that we have this product engineered is that you can figure out where you've made a mistake. So instead of me preparing a return, if I'm a preparer in, XYZ tax software um, and sending it to a reviewer who's going to find a ton of mistakes and write out review notes and go back to me and, and try and coach me and teach me. What this does is it allows the preparer or a first level reviewer to recreate that return, a very truncated abbreviated version very quickly, instead of taking in time inside tax exact. And then that same person can compare it with what they got in the tax software and instantly you can see if there's a discrepancy and then wherever that discrepancy is, you can click into it and see how that was calculated. So I've had, um, matter of fact, recently I had a prepare young guy right out of college with an accounting degree, getting ready to sit for his CPA. He said, you know what? I was an accounting major, never saw a tax form. And I said, well, that's, that's crazy. That's interesting. And so that's really, it's a whole other 
topic, right? But anyhow, um, he said, you know, for three months, I did tax returns in our tax software, which he happened to use LISERP. And he said, you know, I, I figured it out. I learned how to just put the numbers in the boxes where they were supposed to go, but I never really understood when I made a mistake, why? Right. right? And so he said, then they unleashed me on tax exact. And I was invited in to interview him after one day. And he's like, Janelle, I learned more about the tax code in one day with tax exact than three months with the tax software, because I could actually figure out what the mistakes were before I sent them on to review. So the reviewers not having to spend all this time correcting and teaching me. So what our thought process is and where, you know, where this goes is, you know, if you can turn your, your preparers into reviewers and you can take all of the, the, the data entry and, you know, just outsource that, then you have so much more time to focus on your business instead of the minutiae inside your business. Right. And I think you had Tyler Clark on here a week or two ago, and he was talking about that. And I agree. I think accounting firms traditionally, they've gotten a lot of business via referrals. Well, you'll continue to get business via referrals if all you want is tax returns. But we know that that's not the the moneymaker, right? So what you need to do is be able to get all of that off your plate, but yet you still have to understand the tax code. So you just want to be in a position to do a quick cursory review and understand the story inside the tax code when it comes back to you in order to have those higher value advisory conversations with clients. Heck. That is such a cool story. You already and have, my dog uh, agrees. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> New dog. Um, that, that's such a cool story. Uh, there's your uh, uh, a client testimonial for sure. Heck, it could make me, I mean, I do not have an accounting background either, but it seems like I could now do taxes myself. Um, wow. Yeah. I, it, so, all right. So now let's talk about, um, okay, so this is, uh, obviously an awesome tool. And then you said it works with all the major mm-hmm. tax offers, right? Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So now, okay. So how, so, um, and your, uh, your thoughts on offshoring and how do you mm-hmm. think you could, they could be integrated oh, um, yeah. into this process? And then let, and we'll talk mm-hmm. some about the back to the firm, but yeah. Can you talk your thoughts about offshoring and how this absolutely hundred percent. So even in my prior position, um, you know, I was with a company that one of the big product lines is outsourcing. And um, one of the objections that I used to get was, okay, Janelle, that's great. Um, but the problem is we still have to review this when it comes on, come, comes back to us inside the firm. So I think that this is just kind of a, a like a, a, the perfect marriage, right? Offshore all of your 1040s, get rid of them. Don't spend your precious advisory time on compliance, period. Slash the time. Offshore that stuff. Um, trust the experts that do that. And then what you can do is when that comes back in the firm. So as an example, you could do this two ways. Um, As it comes back in the firm, you could have those preparers, the younger preparers that you're trying to train and and become reviewers. They could be taking that same set of work papers that you um, send offshore and they could be creating the tax exact project, the instance. And then as it comes back in, they're basically just doing a quick check. If there's something that isn't matching, send it back. So they're not really spending any time reviewing. Um, but yet they are learning the tax code and they are able to understand what's going on, the story inside the tax return, but yet they've saved how many hours now not having to actually put the numbers in the boxes and do the return. Yeah. So one of the firms that we're working with too um, had another idea and what they're doing, um, they do about 3000 returns, 1040s. And he said, wow. you know, what we're going to do, he said, we're actually looking at offshoring all of our 1040s and then we're going to 
also send the, um, the offshore company a copy of the tax exact project and have them do the project so that when they send the return back to them as a firm, they will already have it 100% verified. So they're not going to have to spend any time reviewing it for accuracy. They literally will only have to spend you know, 15 minutes or so looking at it just to understand, are there planning opportunities in here we could take advantage of? How can we be proactive with our clients? And that's what they want anyhow. So it can, it can really plug into places if you're looking at offshoring. But um, I, I really think if you're thinking about you, you've got to do something as an accounting firm, you still have the same amount of resources. And, you know, just because of the, the PPP and, and the pandemic, we haven't been given, you know, 26 hours in a day instead of 24. So we've got to figure out how to cut time. And the way to do that is to offload compliance off your plate as much as you possibly can. Yeah. 3,000 returns, right? It maybe takes an hour return. I mean, you need a whole, uh, you need a whole lot of employees to take care of that. And then, right. so with, with, with your software and now um, in the integration of offshore. And so now you have the firm ready to meet with the client and then come up with uh, yeah. different strategies and tax planning, which the firm uh, may not have maybe trying to move into and may not have done before and doesn't know where to start. So if it's a, so um, what I'm hearing is like, uh, uh, it's, it doesn't have to be a, a tax only firm, but it'll really help out them. But also on the, because um, uh, in speaking with clients, they uh, don't like to do taxes, right? But yeah. it helps them. They're already an advisory firm. And so it helps them, you know, work with their clients on, on a different level. Uh, but it's just like uh, that, that tax work, but it's got to get done, right? Got to get so done. This is another opportunity in that aspect on helping them out. Okay. So now um, the, so now let's go back to the firm, right? They got uh, this integrated. And um, so where, what do you think now, um, any tips you have or ideas as the uh, CMO over at TaxExact for firms, to, um, uh, ideas for firms to kind of move into this model and what can they do more for their clients? That's, you know, uh, valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think that the, the best thing that firms can do, well, a couple things. One, um, you know, we talked about slashing time on compliance and getting outsourcing as much as you can. Allow, allow the outsourcing companies to do as much of that compliance work. Um, you know, I think that there are firms also that are using scan technology. Do that too, right? If you can scan in all of the work papers, um, and then even auto-populate some of the return, fantastic. Uh, use technology to do what it can, use it, max it out, and then turn your, your people into critical thinkers. Use technology that will help them tap into some critical thinking skills where machines can't go, right? So, you know, turning those preparers again into reviewers, I think is, is key. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, and, and with regards to tax exact, um, you had asked Chris, what are some other things that firms can do to become more advisory, right? Yeah. So the key is put yourself in a position to focus on that story that's inside a return. So as an example, um, a lot of our firms that use TaxExact, they will use that project to do a Zoom call or a review with their clients. So at the point where the tax return is done and it's time to deliver it and discuss how much you owe or how much you're getting back, um, it's a client-facing planning tool, actually, also does projections and everything. 
Um, so being able to have all that work done for you, right? So if I'm a, if I'm a managing partner of a firm and I'm working with um, you, Chris, you're my client, then I've offshored the return, the 1040. I've got it back. I didn't have to spend any time on that work. It's done. It's verified. I know it's correct. Now what I'm doing is I'm looking inside that return going, okay, what do I need to talk to Chris about? And maybe I notice things, right? Now, maybe I now have time to notice things. Well, what types of things could I notice? I might notice that, well, gosh, Chris has a Schedule C and he's a sole proprietor and he's had this lawn care business and it's doing really well, a whole lot better than it did last year. Maybe it's time to think about switching over into an S-Corp. Maybe we need to have that conversation that can lead to consulting engagements for me, right? Maybe yeah. I find that Chris owes a lot of money. And so I'm panicked thinking, this is not going to be a fun conversation. So maybe I can look for areas and I see, wow, well, there's an opportunity for him to dump another five grand into a SEP IRA. So I get Chris on the phone and say, hey, Chris, if, I don't know if you've got it handy, but if you've got five grand, we could dump into your SEP IRA. Um, it would reduce your balance due by X. So those are just two little tiny examples, but there's a lot of examples that if you have the time to really look for those things, you're going to get a stickier client, right? Because they see that you're being proactive and it's going to lead you to things like maybe you don't have their, their small business business. Maybe you're only doing their 1040 for whatever reason, and that would right. be slightly unusual, but, and maybe there's other opportunities to become, you know, that lead into becoming an outsourced CFO or, um, you know, bookkeeping, what other, uh, quarterly consulting engagements that you can drive all based out of a meaningful conversation from a, from a tax return. Wow. Yeah. It got me thinking that that was awesome. Um, because uh, I, clients are has sometimes have that drop-off model and they'll sit there with the client for an hour. It's basic mm -hmm. and they get it done, but still that's an hour. So now think, right? They they uh, prepare, returned it, and then you have uh, your software review it. And so within that hour now, and they say you spend ten minutes, right, mm -hmm. um, with a client. Uh, that's now rather than spending one hour doing a ten forty for a drop off about speed uh, and 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 uh, thinking about just in the speed aspect, you could do you can meet virtually with five, six, seven different clients in that same hour. And now you're not just giving them back the return, you're noticing things. And then the client is has like, whoa, you know, service delivery, check. Um, they feel like they care about me, check. Uh, ideas on ways to, whether it's a refund or payment, ideas and ways to overcome that, check. And bam, right? So no, that was really good info because it, it just made me have an aha moment in regards to that. Cause I've worked with clients that have that type of model and it's worked well, but I mean, there's technology out there and software's like yours. And so it, you got to utilize it. You could, you could, uh, I always say you can love technology, you can hate it, but you got to embrace it because it really it's do. here, it's evolving and it's only going to get better. Right. And I know there's a lot out there and it could be overwhelming, but uh, tools like this, especially for tax uh, uh, firms, is um, just a no-brainer, in my opinion. Um, you know, the other thing, too, just, just to add on to that, is yeah. if you think about, if you circle back to the first part of the conversation where we're talking about Zoom towns and all of, you know, this major shift in the labor market. So think about this. I know in uh, the one podcast where you were considered a geriatric millennial, that cracked me up. Um if, don't bring that up geriatric again, millennial, yeah. I'm a Gen Xer. I don't know what that makes me. Very geriatric. But yours sounds cool. Mine sounds <laughs> like I'm an old dinosaur. Right? No. But but think about it, right? Think about the labor market. 
it's millennials yeah. and it's Gen Z now, right? Okay, so these in those generations, they grew up with technology. They, it's a minimum baseline expectation and social media. The other thing they grew up with is they don't want to just do this rote, you know, work. They want meaningful work. And if you're able to take young, you know, inexperienced people and hire them into your firm and cast a really meaningful vision for them that, hey, you come in, you're going to start as staff accountant one. Yes, that means you're, you're, you know, preparing tax returns, but we do this a little bit differently. We don't have you just, you know, plunk numbers into tax software. We offshore our, our tax returns, but this is how you learn the tax code. It's critical that you learn a tax code because what we want is by the end of the first tax season, we want you doing client facing meetings and actually advising clients. It's possible to do that if the technology and the methodology that we've been talking about is put into play. And mm -hmm. then what you've got is you've got people who actually want to work for the firm, want to grow with the firm and feel like, wow, you know, my work is really meaningful. Back to the same young man that I had the opportunity to interview where he had used tax exact for one day. I'm like, so how do you feel about your job? And he's like, I love my job. He, <laughs> he actually started right out of college in industry and moved out yeah. of industry into public accounting. And so the firm was like, mm, I don't know. Is he going to love this? Is he going to hate it? And he's, I, he's like, no, I, I get it. I can understand things. I feel like I can actually have meaningful conversations with clients and I can't wait to do that. Yeah. So, you know, it's important to keep in mind the generations that we're hiring and what they want in order for us to keep them engaged with firms. Yeah. You're just full of good ideas. I love it. Yeah, no, because <laughs> it, it, there's a shortage going on uh, for sure. Um, and speaking with clients and partners and directors and firm owners, uh, I'm like, the clients are just like, they're, they're nervous and just tons of anxiety as they're building their business plan for 20, what's next year, 2022. Yeah. And, um, and, and so they're, you know, they're calling us, turning to us. And, but at the same time, you know, it's all, we're always about complimenting the onshore staff. So this just brings a, another idea in my head, right. To, to take, cause they're seeking, you know, as, as senior opportunities. And so being able to bring somebody on like the story you're telling about the young fella and get them trained quickly and make them client facing and have back office support with offshore. I mean, this will help, you know, kind of alleviate the staffing shortages. Wow. Yeah. Any other ideas to know? This is great. Um, you know what? I'll throw one other one out there um, because I'm a marketing nerd. That's, that's my thing. I, I love my it. whole career. I've been sales and marketing. You're great uh, at it. Uh, thank you. I also can't underscore enough that, the other reason that firms need to slash the time they're spending on compliance is because they do need to spend time on marketing. Um, again, the referral business is always going to be there, right? But it's going to yep. be referring you tax return business. You don't want another 1040, right? But I, I really believe, and I've heard so many thought leaders in this industry say, you've got to update your marketing message. You have to. Believe it or not, there are still firms out there who don't have websites or they have websites that are horrible or sound like everybody else's right down the street. And I really think it's absolutely mission critical to clarify your brand, clarify a solid brand script and marketing strategy, have a sales funnel in place, have good lead generators, turn your website into, um, you know, an, an inbound sales machine. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is something that if, if as a firm, you don't have the resources in place to do it, find a marketing consultant that could do it for you. I just got certified as a story brand guide. So I do that for accounting firms too. But I think that if firms can learn how to position themselves to attract the niche that they're focused on um, and, and really be proactive about that, then they're going to start to attract that advisory business that they want 
versus relying on the old school referrals, which are always going to be there. They just aren't going to be the profitable that you want. Right. Yeah, no, that, that's spot on uh, with that idea because um, uh, uh, I spoke with a client on Monday working, she's working 11 hours a day. And she, she told me after our conversation, she's like, you know, hiring with you guys could give us an opportunity, give me an opportunity to work on my website or quote unquote her words. Nice. She said that, and, you, and you're right, accounts websites can sometimes be a little interesting, but they're not like lively and fun and engaging. It's just like basic. Mm-hmm. And now that we are, I mean, everyone's been on the internet, but it's it just when you're re- doing your research and you and you go and find your local account and the website just pops open and all the services advisory and you get your 1040 back and you get a, a five minute, 10 minute meeting and it's just like, it'll blow them away. And right. so they need, but you need time, right? You got to yeah. have time. And so that's yeah. the kind of what we've been focus, focusing on because 70% is all just compliance and, and correspondence. And so you know, they need the time. And so yes. with tools like this and, and the right staff, right, you'll be able to have the time to do this. So absolutely. Um, absolutely. all right. So in winding down, this was really good, honestly. And uh, I had a lot of fun, but any final yeah, thoughts yeah. before we sign off? No, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, I just, I will, uh, you know, let people know, come, come hang out with us, follow us on, on social media. Um, I would love for you to check out our website. It's um, taxexact.com. We're out on Facebook, Tax Exact for Accountants, Instagram, even YouTube, LinkedIn, um, you know, follow us and give us feedback. Um, one of the things that our founder, our founder is a CPA and he developed this tool nine years ago now, eight years ago now for his firm based on a need. And, and one of the things that we love is the fact that the tool is built by CPAs for CPAs, so by a tax accountant for tax accountants. And so we continue to solicit feedback. We want it to be really, really powerful for people. So, um, and we want it to make a difference in the accounting firm world. So public accounting world. So, um, you know, in, in wrapping up, I really appreciate you having me. This has been a super fun conversation and we could probably yeah. sit all afternoon and chat. Right, for sure. Yeah. It's such a nice day in New York. We go outside. Um, it's, it's like 86 today. It's just so oh, wow. Nice. Oh, wow. It's like where this is spring finally is here. We're almost in June. Um, like summer uh, up there for you guys. All right. So uh, to our audience, thanks for joining in. Hope you learned a lot today. And, and that's the whole goal of uh, hashtag BKOT is to provide resources and experts and influencers like Janelle to help you guys out, right? And, and make life easier. Taxis, it does not have to be a nightmare. It really doesn't. Uh, There's just so many resources and that's the whole idea here. So for now, everyone have a good holiday. We'll be back in about two weeks with some more uh, guests coming on. And Janelle, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure meeting with you earlier. And this was awesome today. And we'll be in touch in the future, okay? Sounds great. Thanks so much, Chris. Have an awesome day, everyone. Yes. Take care.